Welcome to Hub and Flow, a podcast produced by Natural Gas Intelligence. On a mission to provide transparency to the natural gas market, Hub and Flow focuses on key fundamentals driving the price of natural gas and LNG in the United States, Canada, and Mexico. Natural Gas Intelligence, or NGI, is a subscription-based price reporting agency, which means we provide trusted and independent natural gas pricing and news for the North American market. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of NGI's Hub and Flow. I'm Letitia Gonzalez, Price and Markets Editor at NGI, and I'm happy to be joined today by Associate Editor Kevin Dobbs. It's been a wild month in the gas market, and both Kevin and I are watching and reporting on all of the drama as it has unfolded. Today, we're going to walk you through some of the major events that have led Henry Hub futures to the multi-year highs that we're seeing today and where we see prices heading as we get further into the winter months. So we have a lot of ground to cover in a short amount of time, but if you'd like a more detailed analysis of the daily price movements and what's behind these changes, you can visit our website at naturalgasintel.com and click on Daily Gas Price Index under the Services tab. So let's get started with prices. Now, at the time of this recording, and it is October 6th, November Henry Hep futures are trading around $5.85 per MMBTU. December is just below $6. And if you look at the entire November to March strip, that's that winter strip, there's only less than a 25 cent spread between the prompt month and then the highest priced January contract. Now that's quite a narrow range considering that we sometimes have been seeing the November contract fluctuate in a 60 cent range. That happened just yesterday, in fact. And in a sign of the extreme volatility that we've been seeing in the gas market, again, that November contract did hit an early high this morning of $6.46. So quite the range that we're seeing, and this is typical. This is typical of pricing behavior over the last month. Now, keep in mind, this is early October which is typically known as the shoulder season in the gas market. This is traditionally a time when prices are at their lowest, given that you know summer heat has dissipated and storage inventories are nearing their highest levels of the year as we're kind of getting into the final weeks of the injection season. And so some of that is actually in play right now. Temperatures are fairly mild across the country. There are some pockets of heat in the southern United States. I'm here in Houston, but we have had some fabulous mornings and we are lowering our air conditioner use. However, that hasn't kept gas from continuing to be used for power generation. In fact, even with these gas prices at these multi-year highs and you know, not much heating demand, not much cooling demand, gas has continued to maintain a very healthy share of the generation stack as gas to coal switching has virtually been exhausted. As for the U.S. storage picture, now that's also changed a lot in the last month. As we've seen these temperatures moderate, we've seen larger than normal storage injections taking place in recent weeks. And in fact, analysts now see inventories at the end of October moving above 3.6 TCF, which 
is quite a big difference from where a lot of analysts saw inventory sitting just a month ago. About a month ago, you saw some calls for end of October storage inventories at around 3.4 or even a little bit lower. And now some are saying that 3.7 TCF isn't out of the question. So quite a big change on our own storage situation. Now, moving on to production, again, not much movement here. We have hit about 93, 94 BCF per day earlier in the year, but dry gas output is actually back down to around 91 BCF per day. With the fall season, you start seeing a lot of maintenance events taking place across the country, but these are just temporary in nature. More concerning, though, is where production is heading, or not heading, I guess I should say. In the latest short-term energy outlook, for example, the EIA said that it expects dry gas production to average 92.7 BCF per day in the second half of the year and then rise to about 95.4 BCF per day in 2022. So what you're seeing here is not a whole lot of growth, some growth, but just more incremental growth, not this massive response to these higher prices that we typically see from the producer community. Instead, we see that the majority of operators are sticking to their word, that they're going to maintain financial discipline. They're going to be paying off debt. They're returning money to shareholders. You know, they're just strengthening their bottom line. So all of these factors, that's what's helping support U.S. gas prices. However, even more than weather, which which is significant considering this gas market is dominated by weather, more than weather, more than storage, more than production. It's really global supply worries that are really penetrating the U.S. gas market right now and driving this rally that we've seen take place over the last month. Now, at the heart of the matter is that both Asia and Europe have been competing all summer long for gas supply. Both regions drew down their storage levels during what they had was a cold winter. Today, European storage is only at about 75% of capacity, which is the lowest level that it's been at at this time of year in over a decade. Asia, meanwhile, they're trying to avoid the shortage that they saw last winter. So they've been stockpiling their gas ahead of, you know, before any cold weather moves into that region. You know, there's also production issues and coal shortages that have really left both of these regions bracing for possible energy shortages this winter. What has resulted from this is this huge meteoric rise in global gas prices. You have tidal transfer facility prices and Japan-Korea marker spot prices well north of $30 now, perhaps even over $40 I might have heard this morning. And the fallout from those sky high prices is continuing. For example, over the last couple of months, we've seen 10 energy suppliers in the UK uh, folding because of the soaring prices. So this has pushed almost 2 million customers onto the roles of larger providers. And now in perhaps the clearest reflection of how intertwined the U.S. gas market is with the global gas markets, U.S. gas prices are now at their highest level since 2014. Of course, even at $6, that's still quite a big bargain compared to the prices that you're seeing over in Asia and Europe. 
So where do we go from here? Now, Kevin, you recently analyzed some data from some of North America's leading gas marketers. And I know in that analysis, there were several marketers that, yes, they continued to report lower volumes in the second quarter of this year. But then there were also several and and some pretty big names out there that perhaps offered us a glimmer of hope as we head into the final months of 2021 and 2022. What are some of the highlights that you saw from your analysis and what are they telling us about where the gas market is heading? Thanks, Letty. So, yeah, this goes back to the second quarter. And among the 25 top gas marketers that we have data for, overall volumes, sales transaction volumes were down about 4%. It marked the third consecutive year-over-year decline and uh, going back four quarters, levels were flat. So it is a reflection of the lower production levels we saw in the wake of the pandemic and that continuing into the first half of this year. And as you noted, uh, still struggling to, to ramp up from there. The collective drop was driven in large part by declines near the top. Perennial number one BP, for example, dropped 19% year over year in the second quarter. And that was the same similar percentage drops for, for some of the other top marketers, including Mercury and Shell Energy. However, half of the top 10 marketers posted increases, and uh, some of them who spoke with us said they anticipated rising production gradually, but enough over the course of the second half of the year and into the winter of 2022 that they anticipated more activity and higher sales volumes and that we could potentially uh, even see that uh, reflected in third quarter marketer survey results. But if not by the third quarter, then certainly by the fourth quarter and into next year. So they, there, there is a, a mounting expectation that new momentum is gathering. And a lot of this was coming amid the, the summer price boom. And, and as you've noted, things have gone even higher this fall, a reflection of, of the international demand and supply needs in Europe and Asia. ConocoPhillips, for one, which is number three in our rankings, said that they are seeing increased activity, um, a little bit more demand that they're trying to meet. Again, at a measured pace, uh, nothing dramatic on the production side, but the beginnings of some momentum over the summer and the expectations of that continuing into the fall. And if we see the prices that a lot of analysts are projecting this winter, um, some including Goldman Sachs and Morgan Stanley projecting upwards of $10 gas if it's a particularly cold winter and the uh, across the globe and as well as in the United States that it could be a pretty strong run starting 2022. Right. And I know I know some of the winter outlooks that we've seen so far this year are kind of pointing to more an above average temperature um, pattern for the winter. But, you know, one of the things that especially here in Houston, that I have to keep in mind is that that's also what the winter outlook looked like for last year. And then we had winter storm Uri come through in February and just totally upend everything. So definitely a lot of risks still in play. And I think that even though the storage situation here in the U.S. has improved, it can very quickly change. So definitely a lot of risks in play, a lot of variables that we'll be watching, and certainly a lot of volatility that we expect to continue. Because as I noted earlier, we're barely at the beginning of October. We still have an entire winter to get through. And, you know, 
even if it is warmer here in the United States, we're so interconnected now with the global markets that, you know, what happens in Europe and what happens in Asia is is still very much important to our own gas market. So great stuff there, Kevin. Letty, I will just add one thing that you, you mentioned, Yuri. You know, that was a, about a one month span domestically. If we saw that kind of uh, weather event, you know, across Europe or across Asia or globally, it could be a situation where we see a URI like event that lasts much longer given the supply shortages in Europe and, and the needs in Asia as well. For sure, for sure. And I mean, obviously, I know this is attracted to the attention of, you know, not just our own federal regulators, but, you know, regulators in those overseas markets as well. So I think everybody is probably bracing for the worst and hoping for the best. So with that, um, obviously, you and I will be keeping tabs on this market on a day-to-day basis. You can read all about our price analysis in our daily gas price index that Kevin Thanks so much for joining me today and we'll chat soon. Thanks everyone for joining us today. Until next time. Dependable data drives informed business decisions. Trust NGI to provide your natural gas and LNG data for North America. If your business requires daily, weekly, or midweek pricing data, forward curves, or flow data, NGI has a reliable product suite to support you. Visit natgasintel.com backslash services to understand what we have to offer and how we can help you and your business today. Thank you for listening to NGI's Hub & Flow podcast today. We encourage you to subscribe to the podcast, rate and review it, and please do share it with your colleagues. A trusted provider of natural gas news, data, and pricing information for North America, NGI offers subscription-based products. Please visit natgasintel.com if you are interested in NGI and our services. If you would like to dive deeper into this subject, additional resources are available on our website as well. Just visit natgasintel.com and click on the resources tab to find the podcast page.